0: Hi everyone, it's Isha. Just wanted to let you know that you can find us on Twitter at OshioKioPod. Uh, I also wanted to apologize for the amount of squeaking in this episode. I couldn't get all of it out. Sorry about that. We just had really squeaky chairs. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Thanks. Oshio Kyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Ishan. In this episode, we'll be talking about Aino Minako, aka Sailor Venus, from the Dark Kingdom arc of Sailor Moon. First things first, we're going to talk about the name and the kanji that make up the name. So like all of the other girls, the second character is No, which is field, but it's really just a pun. And then the first character is I, which means love. So field of love. Um, but when red is I know, it's like of love. Her first name kanji, she has three kanji. The first kanji translates to beautiful. The second kanji is just like a phonetic character, so na is just it it has no meaning. And then the third character is ko, which is usually like a lot of girls' names end with ko, like um sawako, um sakurako, kimiko like yeah so gold just means child. It's just a common um, it's just a common character in women's names, and so her f- her full name translates to beautiful child of love and <laughs> which is adorable. something it's so cute and obviously like she's sailor Venus and Venus is the goddess of love. Um, so there's a lot of thought put into that. But something that I found really funny is that when reading codename Sailor V, like, her mom and her have such an antagonistic relationship. And so, like, I just pictured this woman who g- giving birth to this child and being like, I'm going to give her such a beautiful name. And then 13 years later, it's just like this garbage child. <laughs> give it back. <laughs> like, yelling at her to, like, wake up and go to school and to, like, wash her uniform and why are you like this?
1: Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think we missed out not having, uh, Sailor V, the manga, when we were younger. Um, Mm -hmm. at least I think I did, because, again, I, it's another character who I'm like, oh, she must be ADD like me,
0: you know? (laughs) I mean, she's, like, in addition to physically looking like Usagi, she's very like Usagi. Like, they both like (laughs) to sleep, they both like to play video games, they both um get crushes on people at the drop of a hat. Um they're both bad at school, but the big difference is, is that Minako is actually very physically gifted and like, yeah. is not. <laughs> 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 like one of like the first chapter of Sailor V is her showing off in gym class and the teacher being like, That's not what I asked you to do. So <laughs> <laughs> It's like don't do yeah. that. That's how she meets Artemis. She does like a cool flip and literally lands on Artemis.
1: I like how meeting both of the cats is uh, the result of a
0: collision. Of some it's sort. just, it's just them physically hurting cats. <laughs> I don't want anyone to think that like Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus abuse. Well, I mean, okay, Minako does kind of abuse Artemis a little bit. But- But we don't condone it. (laughs) No, we don't condone it. Like Sailor Moon is not about like cat abuse. We're only about abusing Artemis solely for the fact that he's a man.
1: Yeah, no. no. It's not because he's
0: a cat. It's because he's a man.
1: The only series that's about cat abuse is Tom and Jerry.
0: Exactly. Or literally any Looney Tune, like, involving Pepe Le Pew and Sylvester and Tweety. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew, that's a
1: different type of abuse, though.
0: It's a different type of abuse, and it's no less unacceptable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Minako yeah. is, is I love her. I think reading Sailor V, and this like, back in the day when I was, you know, combing... GeoCities websites, you know, <laughs> looking for any like tiny morsel of Sailor Moon information. Um, right. I found not even scanlations, just like translations of Codename Sailor V. So, like, I didn't have the manga. It was just a description of like what the image was showing and
1: mm-hmm. then
0: like the dialogue. And I, that was how I first read Codename Sailor V.
1: Oh, really? Was, so you yeah, was get access to it pretty early on.
0: Yeah. So I think I was about 13, maybe 14. I had. I had a DSL, so it wasn't like dial-up internet. Thank God. Uh, So I had to have been thirteen or fourteen, so like the the websites would load faster. Instead of taking you know five minutes, it would take thirty seconds, which was kids today,
1: right? Right.
0: Kids today with their five G, they don't know the pain. Um, They don't know that panic that that you feel. Yeah, they don't know the panic that you feel when you accidentally click the internet button on your phone and you're like, oh god. It's over. They're like, what internet button? Just, anyway. <laughs> um, join us continually for us being millennials. Being little, shitting on little millennials. younger generations for things that are not their fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. That's Minaka's name. That's Minaka's personality. Very similar to Psyche, except that she's physically active. And background stuff is that They're, her son's- sun aspirations sonside?
1: are a little different.
0: Their aspirations are different, but we'll get to that. But, yeah. like, kind of like the character profile, which is, like, name, birthday, blood type- yeah. Um, so her birthday is October 22nd. That makes her Libra. Now, the interesting thing about Venus is that like Mercury, it rules over two signs, Taurus and Libra. And I find it really interesting that, in- that she went with Libra instead of Taurus. Because with Libra, Libra is directly opposite to the Aries sun sign. And so Venus and Mars have like obviously a relationship in mythology, in astrology, and also in Sailor Moon. And so Taurus is kind of a more self-indulgent sign, which like also applies to Libra, but Libra is more about balance. They're a lot more social. Taurus is an earth sign and Libra is an air sign. And I find that the personality of Libra matches me not go more but I find it really interesting that she picked the sign instead of the one right next to Aries the sign that was its immediate opposite.
1: I'm, I'm not sure what you mean.
0: So like every six signs so if you were to like put it on a wheel if you put yeah. the astral- the astrological signs on a wheel, the one, the this, um, the this sign that it would be directly opposite to Aries, so it's Aries, oh. Taurus, uh, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, so they're directly across oh. from each other.
1: Okay, and that has okay. I get what you're saying, so that's yeah, why a- if she had she could have gone with Taurus if she wanted to also to to be in keep with um uh, having a sign that's ruled over Venus. But she picked Libra likely because it is across from Aries, the Mars sign. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Oh, okay.
0: I, I get what you're saying. I don't I know say. if she picked it deliberately for that. Like, Libra characteristics are more, are more with Taurus, but I think yeah. probably to have it directly opposite Mars, I think, especially with how Minako and Ray's relationship develops, I feel yeah. like that was something. That's something really cool.
1: Yeah. I I think um, it, it fits her personality good, too, because, um like, air signs, it's supposed to ha- be uh, more creative. There's supposed to be more uh, levity there, where mm-hmm. um, an earth sign is, you know, somebody more down to earth, somebody a little bit more solid. And uh, yeah. Minako is one of those people that doesn't quite fit the box, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And her blood, so Libra traits, they're social, they're romantic, they're diplomatic, they're loyal, creative, and some of the more negative things are they're shallow, flirtatious, and changeable, um, Mm -hmm. which do apply to Minako. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. She's definitely flirtatious. She can be shallow, especially in the anime. There are some times where I'm like,
1: girl. (laughs) Yeah. I I think she's shallow in the way you can expect, um, you know, a teenage girl to be. Though, you know. Oh yeah. Like yeah, like they got their priorities, and they're just different than adults' priorities.
0: One hundred percent, and I do love that Minako is very age appropriate when she's in her yeah. civilian form.
1: Yeah, she is.
0: I I love her. Look, like the older I get, the more I appreciate. Usagi and Mina because it's just like you know what you girls have your heads on straight <laughs> like, you know what what's important in life but yeah, interestingly they, they,
1: be- they behave as teenagers you know the other ones there's uh-huh. all this pressure on them there's all this tr- trauma that they've been through and it shapes who they are in, in in ways that can kind of isolate them but Minako and Usagi they're just teenage girls doing teenage girl things
0: I mean, it helps that they both have two living and married parents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they don't have, but...
0: (laughs) Compared to, like, literally everybody else in this series, they are the only two people who have two living and still married parents. Yeah. Which is... Well, sad. I mean, presumably the Outer Senshi have families, like Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, but we never see them because they're not important to the plot. I I wondered about
1: that. As a kid, I was like, "Did they even get reborn, or did they just like get there and have stuff?" <laughs> but we'll get to that later. I, I we'll was get very to that confused later. by them. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love the Outer Senshi. But when I was younger, I was very confused as to what was going
0: on. <laughs> no, that's fair. I don't think the anime makes it very clear. But I haven't watched it so in a while. I'm, so. I'm, I'm pretty certain, at the very least, the
1: English dub does not make it clear.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. The original English dub does not make anything (laughs) clear. Um, Yeah, because I
1: can confirm I was completely lost. And I don't think it's because I was ADD. But it helps. (laughs) No. No.
0: Uh, Interestingly, she is the only member of the inner Century whose blood type is B. I didn't check Mm. to see if um, any of the outer Century had a B blood type. I know that Saturn has AB. Um, But B is literally, like, the word to describe the blood type B in Japan is jikoshu, which means selfish. Oh, no. So, yeah, B types are heavily discriminated against. That's messed up. (laughs) Yeah, they're thought to be selfish, passionate, erratic, wild, strong, irresponsible, freewheeling, cheerful, and unpredictable. And in a society that cherishes type a personalities which is why sailor mercury was so popular like someone like minako who's kind of ditzy who's not really focused on academics and like looking good in society and presenting yourself well and is just kind of like i'm just gonna enjoy myself that's not something that would be celebrated in a country where it's pretty much in every asian country where um how the there's, group looks is more important than how the individual feels and functions.
1: Yeah, there's there's a bigger emphasis on conformity and unity through conformity that than there is here in the West. Yeah, certainly not in the United States. United States is is um, pushes individ- individuality almost to a fault
0: sometimes. Definitely to a fault.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a lot of like uh, get yours kind of yeah. mentality. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like other people don't matter. Just get yours and get out.
1: Yeah, there's uh, that that selfishness is sometimes put on a pedestal. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if yeah. If you hear snoring in the background, uh, that is my dog. She is sleepy.
0: <laughs> she just wants a nap. She's a good girl. She uh, is a good so that's girl. her. That's her blood type. Venus in Japanese is Kinsei, or star of metal. So that goes with, um, so Mercury is Suisei, Venus is Kinsei, Earth is Chikyu, Mars is kase, Jupiter is mokse, and Saturn is dose. So with the exception of Earth, um, Mercury is water, Venus is metal, Mars is fire, Jupiter is ch- is wood- And Saturn is Earth. So that's, like, the five Mm -hmm. Eastern elements. So unlike the Western elements, which is fire, air, water, and Earth, it's fire, water, Earth, wood, and metal. And heart! And heart! I had a whole conversation with somebody about how I'm actually, like, Mati from from (laughs) Captain Planet. I don't remember how we got there. I don't remember why I'm Mati. I just (laughs) (laughs) was like, clearly I'm Mati. And that's not who I wanted to be when I grew up.
1: <laughs> Is it? Well, wait. It wasn't ethnicity, was it? What even was, he...
0: was from Mati was from South America. I think he was South like from, from the Amazon. S- yeah, he had a monkey. Yeah, he had a little monkey. I wanted to be Kwame, who was Earth.
1: Kwame's cool.
0: Kwame was great. Everyone was great except for Wheeler. Ye-
1: Wheeler was obnoxious.
0: Wheeler was the worst.
1: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs>
0: welcome to our podcast. How so that... Wheeler is the worst character in Captain Planet.
1: Yeah, Captain Planet it will be our next podcast. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember like in 2017 thinking like how so many world leaders look like Captain Planet villains and then the last four years happened and um, it's I, it's still true. It just yeah, hurts yeah. a lot more.
1: <laughs> it's getting worse.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: like, I I want to. What we need is a poison ivy.
0: I mean, what we need is a Wonder Woman, but not the Wonder Woman they've given us. <laughs> not the not the one that they've given us. In the, look, we'll have like if you guys want, we will create like we'll create a Patreon. We'll have a whole episode that's just dedicated to me, um, tearing apart. Like everything Warner Brothers has done with DC superheroes because it's a lot. Let us know. (laughs) Email us. (laughs) It's just like, what do you want to hear? We just want to hear Isha, like, mentally go nuclear about this. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to
1: hear ranting, hit us
0: up. If if you want to hear ranting, like, I can go for like three plus hours and Kim will, like, interject with, you know, like, throwing popcorn and cheering me on.
1: When I'm not like daydreaming about other things, I'll come in and out. I'll tune in and out. She'll,
0: she'll tune me out while I'm on like hour two of like screaming about something, and then be like, "Oh yeah, I agree. This is also bad." <laughs> and then go right back out. It's fine. We're fine. We're perfectly healthy, normal, well-adjusted people living we in a global so, pandemic.
1: We are so functioning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh,
0: but Venus! Oh. But Venus! Sailor Venus, who is actually functioning and is kind of always functioning, it's hard to get her down.
1: Yeah, she's very optimistic.
0: She's such a positive person. It's really enviable because Isagi will break down and cry and she will kind of get lost in her feelings. The Venus yeah. does not quit.
1: Yeah. She's a lot more outgoing.
0: Yeah, I really love her. I really love her. I love the relationship she has with Artemis because Luna and Usagi have a relationship where Luna's kind of like a mentor to Usagi. Yeah. But Artemis has like big brother energy. Yeah. A little bit. They have a very, they have a comedic duo energy. They do. Yeah, because
1: like Luna's... A lot more serious. It's more like, okay, we got to get this done. But the Mm -hmm. dynamic between Artemis and Minako is a lot more playful. You know, they're kind of on each other all the time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's very charming. It's a very charming dynamic. It's not straight up. You've got to do what I say. It's yeah.
0: There are times where Artemis does do that. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, and like Minako, like literally, just kind of like pushes it away. Like I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to talk about her in Codename Sailor V, because of all the inners, she gets the most development because she literally has a whole manga dedicated to her. Yeah. I don't remember how many chapters it is. It's in, it's published in two volumes now, um, but it was originally Which published I in own. three volumes. What?
1: Yeah. Oh, I own it. I, I have the two volumes. I'm pretty oh, okay. sure you gave I- them to me. Didn't you got me, you got me at least one of them.
0: I got you something, what I got you, and when I got you it, I don't remember. We are in a pandemic. We are in a pandemic. It, it took us how many episodes to mention the pandemic? I'm real proud of We've been of trying
1: us. not to. We've
0: been <laughs> trying not to. It's fine. Look. In fact, just, just cut it. <laughs> just cut it. We'll just cut out the pandemic just talk. It, just cut it. Um, they don't need but to know. Yeah, she does have two volumes. Because again, like, Naoko imagined her first, and then... Um, Osapi, like, was like, let's make this into a whole girl group of Senchi. So, um, definitely in the manga, her best friend's name is, I think, Hikaru. I don't remember. But she looks exactly like Sailor Mercury. To the uh, point yeah. that people were like, are these the same person? And it's not. She just was like, I'm just gonna lift this image and paste it. <laughs> just copy, paste. Different name, different people. Same face. Just two girls with a pixie. Don't mind me. Two girls with a pixie cut. Both very intelligent. Both, like, good at school. Both, like, real good girls. Uh, this one, they will never meet. Never the twain shall meet. Um, but <laughs> it's very cute. Like, Minako is introduced as just, like, this bright, cheerful, outgoing, physical person who has a crush on her senpai. She's like a f- in Codename Sailor V, she's a first year medical school student. So she's 13, so that's like seventh grade in the US. And her senpai is an eighth grader, and he turns out to be an enemy. Um, but she doesn't know this immediately, and she has this huge crush on him, and he tells her, you know, like, you'd be really pretty with the bow in your hair. And so she starts wearing this red bow. And then Aww. when she meets Artemis, and Artemis is like, you are a soldier of destiny, and you have to do this. And she's like, cool, right? But then she does transform. And she finds out that her simpati is an enemy. And she kills him. But she keeps wearing the bow because she's like, it looks good on me. I'm going to keep wearing it. <laughs> um,
1: outside of this story, I-, I recall reading this somewhere. And I don't remember where. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it was intentional or canon. But uh, I seem to recall that her red ribbon... Also represents the red string of fate, which is, like, there's this idea that everyone has a red string tying them to, like, their, their true love, basically. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, to their soulmate.
1: Yeah, to their soulmate. And that's, that's one thing that her red ribbon represents.
0: Because love. I, that would be really cute. I have no idea. I don't think that that was in the text. Um but I I throughout the whole <laughs> yeah i don't remember it either um but throughout the whole series like she just constantly falls for dudes some of them are yoma some of them are not
1: <laughs> yeah she, there's she's, a really
0: sorry she's properly,
1: it's really, she's properly boy crazy
0: yes she there's one panel in the manga that's just so perfect Where um, she's like, he's my first love. And, like, Artemis, like, pulls a string and there's just this banner of, like, Minako's 1,000th first love. (laughs) And it's so good. Oh, It's so good. It's my, it's the best thing. But that being said, like, when she's Sailor V or Sailor Venus... She does actually take things very seriously. Well, as mm-hmm. they would she's kind of like lighthearted about it, because she's a 13-year-old girl, you know, fighting crime and killing monsters. But as it progresses, and unlike Luna, Artemis seems to know everything. Artemis woke up and was like, got this, know everything that I'm supposed to do. Um. And. But he he obviously hides things from Mina. And. As she gets more information and as she gets kind of more conflicted, like, are we just doomed to repeat the same fate? She's just like, I'm still going to protect my princess. I'm going to fulfill my duty and protect those that I love, even though she hasn't met them yet. And I just love that about her. It's just, it's such proof that she really is the leader of the inner senshi, you know?
1: Yeah, she has a strong sense of duty even without knowing the whole story you know she has mm-hmm. her role and she t- she does take responsibility for it mhm um uh. and have we mentioned there is a narrative reason she looks so much like usagi
0: she looks like usagi because she's li- she was literally drawn like behind the scenes by Takayuchi to resemble usagi because she's her body double
1: right so, you know, Usagi is the princess and mm-hmm. Mina is the head of the guard, basically, head of the, the soldier, mm-hmm. the senshi. So she's yeah. supposed to look like her and um they actually utilize that once in the anime. Is that is that the only time it's really used though? She switches spots. They use it
0: her? yeah, That's they use that? it once. Yeah, they use it once in the anime, um in the S arc. Yeah. I don't know why the anime chose to do this. So the Dark Kingdom arc chooses not to have um, Sailor Venus come in and say she's the princess. So in the manga, sheet, when she finally shows up, she's like, this is, you know, Artemis introduces her as Princess Serenity Sailor Venus, you know, the heir to the moon kingdom. And she has the crescent moon on her forehead and everything. And everyone's just like, oh my gosh, and et cetera, et cetera. But they don't do that in the anime. In the anime, she's just you know the fifth senshi. She comes in. They're like, "Are you the princess?" She's like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. But something else that's really weird the anime did because all of the all of the girls get like their own episode that kind of just explores them, and she gets one where it's like looking back on her time as Sailor V, and she goes to England. For some reason, to fight Yoma? Yeah, I vaguely recall
1: that. Why was that? And there's,
0: and it's weird because she goes there and like she meets this guy, Alan. And she loves him and she thinks he reciprocates. But she has this policewoman best friend who, like, Alan is actually in a relationship with. And she's heartbroken. She's 14! (laughs) I'm just sitting back here like, yeah, of course he's not going to see you as, like, a romantic interest. You're a child from Japan. Seriously. (laughs) It's so bizarre. I
1: I feel like there was more than one anime at that time that just did not care that they both had, like, child pro- child characters with adult love interests.
0: Yeah, and this is something that you'll kind of see in various different countries around the world yeah. where it does not occur to them that a girl, like, a literal girl, um, and a 30-year-old man are paired up together. It's weird. France does this a lot, too. France does. France is, like, 14? Yeah, you're fine. Oh, Do whatever okay. you want. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> y'all! <Yeah. laughs> no! It's like, pull back! Please pull back! Pull way, way back! But it's, I think at least with Minako, it's weird because this is an adult man and they never specify how old he is. So he might just be yeah. like 20, 22. It, like, it doesn't, there's no real maybe backstory why this is. It's just, early. it's just.
1: Maybe. Maybe graduated such a- early and got into the police force at a young age. He, he wasn't a police officer. He was he's just like, some dude. Okay, well, he's some, like,
0: 18-year-old
1: dude. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. It's so, so weird cool. because she works with this policewoman and, like, one day sees her with Alan and is heartbroken because this guy is clearly into this policewoman. His name I can't remember. And then, like, this Yoma attacks and Venus... You know, it looks like Sailor V died killing off this Yoma and like these two like cry together. And she's like, I'm just going to leave so that they can be happy together. And it's just, I'm not mad at Sailor V for doing this because she's 14. (laughs) I'm just so confused by every adult. (laughs) It's such a weird story. And she's clearly so heartbroken. And like this policewoman comes to Japan to find her and like kunzite controls her mind and like turns like has a yoma possess her and it's such a weird episode and it's supposed to be like tragic that she has this unrequited love but it's such a bizarre storyline that, that it just sense. doesn't it just doesn't work especially when in the manga they have kaito ace who is basically like he's he's kind of tuxedo maskish except he wears all white oh, and he's a bad and he's a bad guy. He's not at all like just f- his outfit is very like tuxedo mask but he's a bad guy. He like portrays himself as a good guy but he's like literally with the dark kingdom. At
1: least it's um, not like vaguely arab.
0: <laughs> We're going to get to Moonlight Night. <laughs> Y'all strap in for Moonlight Night. That's going to have to be like a two or three episode Get yourself some popcorn. Get yourself some Excedrin. Like, if you drink alcohol, make yourself a nice cocktail. Cause strap in. (laughs) Anyway, we both go for a trip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Drop some acid. Eat some mushrooms. I don't know. Don't do those things. I am not endorsing taking drugs. Oh
1: Lord! You can trust her. She's a doctor.
0: Don't trust me. Don't she has trust me. It. Don't don't trust me. I No. I'm taking that <laughs> back. Don't take mushrooms. Don't drop acid. Don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Just have a really nice fruit juice. And uh buckle yourself in for the dream Tree arc. We'll get to it. We're Fermented fruit juice? But in the manga, she has like this actual cool enemy love interest. And they're like. Here's Alan in England for some reason. And
1: he's over here.
0: Who doesn't matter at all. (laughs) Like she'll sometimes think about him.
1: There's only two relationships, romantic relationships that matter in Sailor Moon. The relationship between Usagi and Mamoru and the relationship between Neptune and Uranus. Those are the only couples that matter.
0: You're forgetting the third one. Which is Chibiyusa and Hotaru. <laughs> Does that
1: become romantic?
0: In the minds of fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not canonically. I'm fine with it. I mean they have they have an unusually close relationship. I think with Chibiusa it's platonic, but Hotaru it's a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we get to it because we'll they're they also it. they're also opposites astrologically, Capricorn and Cancer. Yeah.
1: No, they're adorable regardless.
0: No, they're super cute and we love we love it. Um,
1: are I have there any no other relationships that Sailor
0: Moon that actually matter? Not really. Isagi's parents, I guess.
1: But their relationship doesn't I mean they If they broke up, Sailor
0: Moon would be destroyed. <laughs>
1: Her parents really don't matter that much outside the first season, though.
0: I know they don't, but... Look, I'd love them. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, with Minako. What else is there to say? There's a lot to say. There's so much
1: to say. She's really um, unappreciated in the
0: US because she got super sidelined in the anime. She's unappreciated everywhere. Like, she's appreciated more than Jupiter, but I think... Um of the main five, Moon, Mercury and Mars across the world are noticed more. Venus and Jupiter always come last.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of pushed to the is side. There.
0: Yeah. They're... She's just such a fun, upbeat character. The thing that I really love that they do in the anime is they have her consistently get like sayings wrong and not getting <laughs> puns right. And everyone just, like, sits there and goes, like, do you mean this? And she's like, that's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she cheats on Tess with her disguise pen. Because the disguise pen is also literally a pen. And because it's magic, (laughs) when she writes with it, it gives her all the right answers. Oh, no. Yeah, Artemis got really mad at her for it and took it away from her. (laughs)
1: It's like, hey, I gotta save the world. I don't have time to study. She's like, I don't need to study.
0: I have this pen. And he's like, that's not the point. (laughs) That's not how that's supposed to be used. That's incorrect. You are misusing this technology. How dare you? Um, I love that she takes the sword. I love that she stabs Beryl in the end. I really hate that Sailor Moon Crystal took that scene away from us too. Didn't it? did it
1: oh oh i did not continue watching
0: crystal <laughs> i can't remember
1: i I'm... bounced after the um the shi- shit
0: no? yeah i
1: bounced after their that
0: was like the second to last episode so you didn't <laughs> i don't remember it's well, been that's so when long i bounced <laughs> Yeah, it's been- Because I was so, I was so disappointed. I was just like, well, that was anticlimactic. It was so dumb. They acted like, oh, something's going to happen. And it was just, we'll talk about Crystal when we get to Crystal. Oh, we'll get to Crystal. uh, I might have to take up drinking when we get to Crystal. Um, (laughs) It's just like, what do you have to do? Like, this is just what I got to do to get through this. Well,
1: one of us will have to, and I'm allergic. So you'll have to do this for both of us. (laughs)
0: Oh, it'll be grand. It'll be great. This uh, Minako episode has gone off the goddamn rails. Just like Minako. Just like Minako.
1: It's <laughs> honestly
0: truly in the spirit of Minako. Yeah. Oh, no cat. <laughs> what happened? If you'll What's... hear if you'll hear a meow, it's it's one of the cats. <laughs> um he he's decided that he wants attention because that's that's his deal. It's fine. Because fine.
1: because he heard that we had a Minako episode and that we needed some banter from a cat. So, there you go. Yeah,
0: he needed he needed to give cat input. He needed to defend Artemis. Yeah. Um,
1: thanks, Captain.
0: <laughs> I really I really love how you would think the Minako Artemis dynamic would be similar to the Usagi Luna dynamic and how completely different they are yeah and I appreciate how they're on the same page when it comes to being a senshi like getting the others together at the end um putting on the the ruse that she's the princess um and I love how when Usagi is revealed to be the princess like it's Venus who comes in and like brushes her hair and you know, oh yeah, tells her of the past life. You know, Venus comes in and is like, okay, like, let me tell you the whole story. And she's the one who has to reveal everything. And she that knows it's
1: really touching,
0: yeah. And she knows it's a shock to their system. And when it happened to her when she regained her past life memories, um, she was by herself, it was just her, and then like. Artemis came you know to see if she was okay and I love that when it was everyone else's time to get their memories back she was there for them yeah was like this is this is what I went through I know what this is like it happened to me and I'm here to help you and I love that I love that about her
1: she is very you know as happy-go-lucky as she is she is very emotionally strong and she can be the backbone of the group sometimes when things start getting dark. And she, mm-hmm. she doesn't do it with, like, a serious manner. She's, she's much more gentle and playful, you know?
0: Yeah, I think on the surface people would see her as being thoughtless and frivolous. Yeah. But she's really...
1: She knows she... when to let loose and when to get serious. She's very balanced. Right.
0: She she wants to enjoy life, and I think that that's something that a lot of people need to learn how to do. And unlike Ami, who is hyper focused on performing well because she has all these genius expectations put on her, and unlike Ray, who has these you know mystical psychic powers, and unlike Jupiter, who has all of these traumas, and even unlike Usagi, you know she's just kind of like. I mean, whatever. I'm happy. I'm healthy. Like, I can do stuff. Like, let's just have fun. We only have one life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, you know who else who shares a planet with Venus? Hmm. My daddy. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He's a Taurus. Oh! (laughs) And um, Isha knows my dad. My dad is a little 80-year-old man, and he was born um, at the tail end of depression and uh, experienced- the start World of World War, War II. II, He was right? a small child. Yeah, in the start of World War II. And um, he's, you know, when he was small, he knew what it was like to go without, and he said that um, his goals were- to be warm in the winter and cool in the summer and always have food to eat. That was my dad's big esper- aspirations, you know? And my mom calls him uh, Peter Pan because he's always uh, just goofy and playful. He likes a-, a good meal and a little dog, you know? That's all he really needs mm-hmm. to be happy.
0: <laughs> Look, I love your dad.
1: Yeah. And I I think um I think that's the kind of sentiment I kind of see in Venus as well. That you don't mm-hmm. need much to be happy, you know? And you don't need um spectacular things to be happy about, you know.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I mean that said her dream is to be like a famous idol or singer. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> she wants all eyes on her. And, like, but there's a
1: difference between what she wants and what she needs, and she, exactly. I feel like she kind of she gets that.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I thought it was like a really frivolous mindset. Like, I want to be an idol, have all eyes on me, and be popular, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, that's such a, that's such a shallow thing to want. And then, of course, the older I get, the more I understand all of the characters in Sailor Moon because perspective and experience. And like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be an idol because it's not just wanting attention and eyes on you and money and pretty clothes. Like it's also like singing and communicating with people and, you know, resonating your feelings with theirs and reaching out and creating a bond. Like how Sailor Moon binds us, you know, so it's not a frivolous desire
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, when I was little, I wanted to um, grow up to be a singer. And uh, it was never ever for the sake of popularity or even money for that matter. It was because I wanted to make a living doing something that I love to do, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And you're actually good at it, which is more than can be said for some other people. <laughs> Thank you. look I speak the truth (laughs) except for when I don't and she'll tell you (laughs) yeah I mean I generally the older I get the less and less I like lying because it it takes a lot of effort to keep up with your lies and I'm lazy
1: I'm a space alien
0: Mm (laughs) mhm look I'm the older I get the lazier I become, the more I the more I sympathize with Usagi.
1: Yeah. So I wish
0: honestly that I could be more like Minako when it comes to physical ability. Uh-huh. Cause just it always seems so effortless with her. Just reading, yeah. watching, all of it. It's just like, I love you. <laughs> like you're so good at this. <laughs> I wish I could be good at yeah. But she also sucks at baking. She sucks at cooking. She sucks at all of, like, the domestic things, which you know, same. Um, <laughs> except for cooking. I'm actually a pretty good cook. Um, but I love that she said simp- that, like, her and Isagi are, like, we both suck at school. Like, she's worse than Jupiter. <laughs> yeah. Like, mako so, like, in terms of, like, how well they do in school, it's Ami at the top and then a bit below is Ray, and then way below Ray <laughs> is mako and then a little bit below Mako-chan are, like, Minako and Isagi, like, dead on. They're just not good at school. after just
1: plummets.
0: <laughs> after Ray, it's just like, poof! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mako-chan does her best. Mako-chan does not have, like, two living, married parents in a single household. <laughs> Oh. Mako-chan is like I gotta clean my own damn house I gotta cook my own damn food I gotta go grocery shopping I gotta got pay bills, I gotta do all this stuff and I gotta go to school where I'm taller than most of my teachers it's weird
1: yeah poor thing
0: yeah Mako-chan is a Japanese girl has the experience that like a lot of I guess high school boys experience like junior and senior year cause uh-huh. they shoot up right a lot of them
1: Go, oh they get where tall it's just like quick. yeah
0: they get super tall and they're like suddenly all of my friends and some of my teachers are below me this is weird <laughs> i don't know i and he, she experiences that as a 14 year old girl
1: <laughs> i never really experienced growing taller than anybody
0: <laughs> no it's gonna be real sad when your nephew outstrips you
1: he's he's like a head below me now he's catching up and I don't like it I used to hold this child and he's gonna get taller than me
0: Zach is taller than
1: me my other
0: nephew he's taller than me oh I hate that I'm gonna come back one day when this pandemic is over and he's gonna be taller than you and it's gonna be awful
1: I never even got to be as tall as my mom (sighs) (laughs)
0: I was so close to being taller than my dad. I am literally just one inch away and oh. I'm furious, furious that my bones did not cooperate.
1: You just need some, some heels or a little bit of a platform to tower over him.
0: Just like I mean, measure up. look, I have time on my side. Like he's getting older, like oh, his yeah. bones are going to decrease in density. So he's going to lose an inch. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to be there. Like, he's yeah. not gonna lose as much bone as, like, a, as like my mom will, simply because he's a man. But, uh, he's, lo- he's gonna lose that height. I'm gonna be taller. In my, in, like, my bare feet. It'll be great. It'll, It'll be, be great. fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I think we've totally lost this episode, but
0: let's wrap it up. <laughs> we've, t- look, it's, it's been a couple of weeks, y'all. And, uh, I hope you understand. And I hope you can commiserate. Um, but yeah, anyway, on that super sad note, (laughs) (laughs) if you love Minaka and you love Sailor Venus and you love Artemis, let us know. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. That's O S H I O K I O-S-H-I-O-K-I? O-S-H-I-O-K-I? Yeah. (laughs) Every time! I don't know why I do this to myself. One more time. One more time. You can... If you have thoughts and feelings about Sailor Venus, Artemis, Minako, you can email us at Oshiokiyothepodcast.com. That's O-S-H-I-O-K-I-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. We don't have any other socials up, so that's the only way you can reach us for now. Uh, In the meantime, please rate and review us. Give us five stars. Don't give us one star because you'll make us sad. Um, Please don't make us sad. Make us happy so we can we'll keep cry. making these episodes. <laughs> we'll ugly we'll, cry. We'll ugly cry. We'll cry like Usagi and, like, cause damage to you. And our pets will cry, too. Yeah, do you want to hear our pets cry? You don't want to hear our pets cry. <laughs> and now the end is
1: near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll make it clear, do the outro, I'll state my case. But that's not the end! Okay, wait. Are we gonna get dinged for this?
0: Dinged by who? Is this... I don't know, is this some kind of copyright violation by singing this song? All I can think of is, like, the Philippines will be very angry. No, that's just in karaoke. You can't sing that song at karaoke in the Philippines. What? Yeah, it's illegal. To sing... Yeah, Why? you can't sing it. You're not allowed to sing it. It it literally causes fights and deaths. So long. I'm going to cut farewell. <laughs> a beat, i to say good night. Adieu. Adieu to you and you and you. Is that okay? Okay. That's fine. But we got to say we got to say the thing. We got to okay, say let's the see thing. Okay, go out. out. ready. Sakini <laughs>